Tech Fan Podcast number 372. I am Tim Robertson on a special Wednesday episode recording anyways here at Tech Fan Headquarters with David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How are you? You're not, uh, you're not in your usual digs this week. No, I'm in a hotel. Um, I'm currently at uh, the Microsoft Future Decoded event in London. Future so, Decoded. Um, yeah. So uh, I have been there this morning and uh, got back to the hotel here to record this, and I'm back there again tomorrow. So sounds like fun. Uh, it is. It is fun actually. This is, as the name implies, this is kind of Microsoft trying to say where they're going. Um, the keynote this morning was all about AI and that sort of thing. The problem. The problem with this sort of event is it can be a bit fluffy. There's not a lot of hard detail. Right. Um, but uh, you get to see a hot. Yeah, exactly. But you also you, you do get to, you know, speak to Microsoft people and sometimes you can worm extra information out of them and also there's a whole load of other vendors here talking about what they're doing with Microsoft, so it's still worth worth coming along for a for a free corporate event, so that's what I'm doing. So we're actually recording this uh, a couple of days early. Yeah. For two reasons. Number one, you can't record this Friday. Or I can't record this Friday, sorry. You can't record this Friday yeah. and then I can't record the weekend. Right, because you're going on holiday. I, that's right, yeah. And I am uh, trying to figure out who I'm going to get as a co-host for the next two weeks, correct? That's right, yeah. I should be back on um, in about two and a half weeks. So, yeah, the third week, um, what was it, 20, 24th, I think I should, I'll be around again. So anybody who would like to uh, co-host with me, let me know. I've got an invitation out to one person, but I haven't heard back. Uh, it's a long shot, but um, I'm looking for a co-host for at least one of the next two weeks. If this other person accepts, that'll be one host. I still need another. I can always do a solo show, but I thought I'd kick it out there, David. Why not, right? Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> so the other aspect of recording early this week is because of what happened yesterday, and that was the Apple event. Um I don't know if it was, I think for, for Mac users, I think this was probably more highly anticipated than the uh, uh, the last month's iPhone event. Uh, we get an iPhone event every year. I mean, you can almost yeah. predict exactly what's going to be. It's it's nothing earth-shattering anymore. It's, it's an upgrade, you know, maybe new screens, a little bit different form factor, but not really. It's a, and, it's and a also rectangular because, slab of glass. It's Yeah, because of the massive interest in the iPhone, you tend to get stuff leaked a lot more. So this year we kind of knew fairly well ahead of time exactly what was coming. Yeah. Whereas with this, this other event, it's been a little bit more low-key. So it's a little bit more interesting to see what they're going to do. And I think that uh, from my perspective, it seemed like it was a pretty successful uh I don't know how the event went, but the reception was pretty good, i got to say. And I don't mean the cocktails afterwards. I mean, <laughs> from the user's perspective, um, it seems to be pretty uh, yeah, positive. The, the coverage has been very positive. I think, um, I, I, you know, the, obviously the iPhone is, is very much Apple's bread and butter, and it's their flagship product. So they put a lot of effort into that uh, and make sure it gets updated every year. Whereas the problem is everything else gets updated when they get around to it. Well, so the, really the any iPads time, do get updated pretty much on a yearly basis. Well, I don't, when to, with the, the pro, these pros they just announced were launched, were about 18 months old, I think since they were last updated, they were 2017. Uh, and, um, the, they didn't touch the regular iPad and there's no talk about the mini, which is still on sale. So, I think the point is, is it is not a regular as clockwork. No, it is, I agree. it is, uh, and, and yes, the iPads probably are updating more regularly than the, certainly some of the Macs. I mean, there's, there's two Macs here haven't been updated in about four years, so uh, that those are, are very well received, and and it's also good to, you know, for Apple to try and show that they are not just an iPhone company. I think. Uh, I think it's very very important that they do that and that they do a better job of refreshing these other products, the Macs and the iPads, uh, simply because there's going to come a day, and I know some people don't like to hear this, and we're both iPhone users, but there's going to come a day where iPhone isn't the cool product. It's not what the kids are going to want. Uh, yeah. I know that people don't believe that, but you know, you and I have been in this tech world long enough to 
to see that that's it's it's always the case. There's never well, one I, I, thing that yeah. dominates forever. We can we can very much remember people still commentating about you know what are Apple going to do when when people don't buy iPods anymore? Yeah, will that be the end of the company? Yep. Um, so they've been in that position before, and that's why I think it's important for them to have a diverse product line. And sometimes I wish they gave more the impression that they thought it was important. Because be they honest, sure don't give so. that impression, do they? The, I, I don't. They they say the right words, but you know, actions speak louder than words. And well, um, they say the right words, know, but they way. say them when they update something, not in the four years previous when they didn't do anything with that product. Yeah, and the, and let's face it, you know, they have they are well known recently for kind of dropping the ball on some of this stuff. The Mac Pro being a prime example. They didn't update that for, for many years, and then they had to come out and eat some humble pie and say, we've, we've got this wrong and we're starting again, uh, and we're still waiting for that product. And it's also over a year since they, um, since they made that announcement too. So um, they clearly are starting from scratch with that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they, it, it, I, th- I think one thing you can take away, and, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get into the D-style event in a minute, but one thing you can take away from looking at Apple's Mac and iPad landscape now compared to how it was the day before yesterday is that they are still in a bit of a muddle about what they want to be and what they want to sell. The, the previous... Um, the thing that they used to have when I first got into the Mac, you know, back in the early 2000s, where there was it was pretty laser focused about this is the product line, this is the split between pro and consumer, um, and this is what we have, and it was simple and it was understandable, and you kind of knew where you were. That still isn't there. It's still kind of all over the map. Um, even though I must congratulate them for uh, for bringing in some much needed improvements, certainly to some of the products here. My fear is that we finally got some upgrades to long overdue products, and God only knows how long it's going to be before. Is it going to be another four years, or are they going to stick to it this time? Um, this is the worry. Well, let's start with the MacBook Air. It's the first thing that they unveiled. Uh, it's a Retina MacBook Air, long in uh, long in coming. Um, four million, yeah, four million pixels, David. Boy, what more could you want? <laughs> Well, yeah, Retina is definitely well overdue. The MacBook Air was the only product they sold that uh, didn't have Retina. You still can't say that they have a completely Retina-only line because Tim Cook being Tim Cook, they're still selling the old one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And part of the reason for that is, of course, this particular new MacBook Air is about $300 more expensive than the old one. Yes, David, but Um, let's be honest. It's 10% thinner, and it's only 2.75 pounds instead of 3 pounds. Yeah. I mean, in four uh, years, come on, man. They they shave 10% and it's, uh, what, a quarter of a pound less in weight. This, look, this is this is kind of uh, it's kind of what we always expected a MacBook Air update to be. It's really it's vaguely surprising that they couldn't have done this earlier, to be honest, but there you go. Right, this is a product um, that could have came out two years ago. Yeah. With ex- it's basic, almost exactly the same specs except for the 8th Gen i5. Yeah. It's basically the what what many commentators call the MacBook Escape, which is the non-touch bar MacBook Pro, yep. um, put into a smaller form factor, into basically a, a, a slight redesign of the original MacBook slight Air is, case. Is the right word, by the way? Very yeah, slight. it is. It is slight, um, and you know they've had. I presume they've had to tread carefully here because they already have another product called the uh, MacBook, the twelve-inch MacBook, that's. Um, you know, they, these two products kind of step on each other's toes. You've got a, a 12-inch MacBook, which is uh, more underpowered than this, uh, has has one less port than this, but still has the retina screen. And then you have the, the new MacBook Air that's kind of like the MacBook kind of pumped up a bit, or the MacBook turned into the, the old MacBook Air. Um, and, of course, controversially, it has that butterfly keyboard that a lot of people uh, don't really like, and uh, there's a, still concerns about its reliability so that's a downside as well compared to the old one um and it has two usb-c ports or two thunderbolt ports so they are usb-c and thunderbolt so those are high spot high speed ports um only 128 gig of uh, ssd to start with and which because is it anemic. uses it, it is yeah i mean we, we are back in the bad old days of um you know Effective. This is like the 16 gig iPhones. It's yeah. basically it's an entry level model to hit a price point, but it's not the one you want to buy. You want to buy the one that's 
couple of hundred dollars more because that has the more usable specs. Um, and nowadays, it, yeah, it's tough to live in a 128 gig machine. Uh, and yet all really of this is, is $1,199. And that seems awful expensive for what else is, uh, quite honestly, kicking Apple's butt in the ultra-portable laptop line. And for well, those yeah, say, yeah, but can... those don't run Mac OS. No, but they run uh, Windows 10, and Windows 10 is a vast improvement over previous Windows. It is. Uh, and there's plenty of people who can get by perfectly well on Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Um the pricing is a problem. Uh, all of these announcements, I think, the pricing is a problem. I, agree. I, under- I understand that that you know Apple has this thing for the stock market that they want to protect protect their margin, um, and they are looking at their average um, their average profit per device, and they need to keep that number as high as possible because apparently that's what the stock market likes. It's kind of ironic when they're sitting on probably one of the world's biggest piles of cash, but there you go. Um, and, and, and this is, they seem to be on a drive at the moment to push themselves further up the price ladder. Uh, I am concerned about this. I think one of the reasons, personally, why the old MacBook Air sold so well, and, and everyone agrees it was their biggest seller, and it has been their biggest seller for a long time. One of the reasons it sold so well, despite the fact that the specs were quite old, was because it was the cheapest Mac laptop you could buy. Yep. Um, and I really do, particularly as it's still available for nine ninety nine. I really do wonder if this new machine is enough to push people up the four. Um, you count what we just said about wanting a larger SSD up the four five hundred dollars. You need to go up. Um, it is. It's a tough ask, and you know, let's face it. These are times when a lot of people don't have a lot of money, and unlike the phones, which tend to be financed on the zero percent care plan or something like that which means that you're not paying laying out the cash all up front with the mac you are so you are asking people to put down a big chunk of change um and uh unfortunately their competitors are the windows laptops of the same sort of class are still around about thousand pound mark so thousand dollar mark i've seen routinely so, at 799 well yeah better specs than this well, this is it as well. The Windows laptops are, are frequently subject to sales and, and discounts, whereas Apple laptops are not. Correct. So that is another problem as well. Um, look, it's gonna, it's, it'll very quickly become clear in the sales figures. If, if the old one continues to sell in the same way it has done and fewer people are buying this new one, then, um, then Apple will know. Um, but, I, you know, I, they went through this with the iPad. Do you remember that the iPad was stuck... Uh, and it wasn't growing for years and years. Yep. And then eventually they bit the bullet and they upgraded the iPad and really dropped the price. Uh, and all of a sudden, the iPad sales start growing again. I suspect we may see something like this here as well. I don't. Um, I think, but, I think um, you're fooling yourself. Two, di- yeah. two different products. Yeah? Yep. When's, it, when's the oh, last well. time they did that with a Mac? I can answer that. Never. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, it, literally, I, it's been it's been yeah, never. Yeah. But the point is, they could have they could have got the Retina, the new Retina MacBook Air uh, down. If they could have got it down, maybe at eleven hundred dollars. So it was a hundred dollar upgrade over the previous one. I think they would have sold them gangbusters. I agree. I think what they're asking for these, they're not going to. I agree. Uh, yeah, next- and, and and that's quite that's also quite as well. Apart from the whole brand confusion about the fact you've also got the MacBook at round about the same price, and people are going to go, well, why should I buy one over the other? And it's it's a tough question to answer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and that's what I mean about their muddled product line. But, but there you go. Well, here's they kind of clarify the Mac Mini a little bit. Mac Mini has been the longest sufferer of being ignored. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, this was a computer that, that everybody likes. Uh, Bill Palmer, who I, we don't speak anymore because he went insane, um, yeah. famously said the Mac Mini is the computer Apple hates and that it's it's a dead product. Well, here we are in 2018, and they just released a new one. Of course, October was when the last time they updated the Mac Mini, but that was in 2014. 
Holy and also crap. as well that uh, everyone, ex- I think everyone kind of who know- knows the Mac Mini accepts that that was probably the worst update they ever did because they effectively downgraded it. They did absolutely. They, they they gave it a spec bump, but they took away all the quad cores and they basically put the guts of the MacBook Air in it. Um, and everybody said it was underpowered and overpriced. Yep. And that was in 2014, and it's been the same ever since. Yep. Well, the new one is uh, effectively it looks exactly the same. Which shocker, Apple doesn't do any kind of design anymore. And I know I'm glad I'm glad they did that. To no, I, I'm kind this of ticked is, off about it. I'll be honest. No, because if they'd have done anything with it, they would have made it smaller. And nobody looks at the MacBook Air, Mac Mac Mini, and goes, "You know what? That computer's too big." Yeah. They would have made it smaller, and they probably would have dropped more ports off it, and then everyone would have been ticked off. I think leaving it alone and just changing the color so you know that it's a different machine is fine. I think they should have made a a, a cube. Yeah, but they weren't going to do that. I know. They don't make things bigger. <laughs> That's true. All, all they have in, in uh, Apple's design headquarters is bacon slicers, so they can slice, 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 Slice edges off. Yeah. That's all they do. <laughs> you know, can we make it thinner? Can we make it thinner? Can we round this corner right here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's be honest, though. It is a different color, and that's why it took five years or four years. You know, it's tough. It's so tough to get the right shade. <laughs> it's got uh, a six core, eighth generation Intel Core i5, boosts up to uh, 4.1 gigahertz, but standard is uh, 3 gigahertz. Uh, yeah. It comes standard for eleven. Uh, for, I'm sorry, for one thousand ninety nine dollars. So it's hundred bucks more than the last one. You get a whole whopping eight gigs of RAM. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Intel UHD graphics six thirty card, which isn't great. Uh, a whopping two hundred fifty six gigabyte SSD of storage and gigabit Ethernet. That's the standard specs. Yeah. Um, is is it is it as much as a thousand one ten ninety nine? I thought they had a cheaper one. Uh, oh yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. I was looking at. Oh yeah, they got the uh, yeah. three point six quad core for seven ninety nine. So that's actually a yeah. Idea. Now, yeah, I you see this is this. I think they've got this one exactly right. I think I agree. Um, that's a good price I, point I think, for a starting Mac. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, there is a there always has been a place for a desktop Mac without without a screen attached. The iMacs are wonderful machines, but not everybody wants to buy a new screen no. every time they buy a computer. Yeah, and this has the, got uh, you know it's it's got the fast uh, DDR4 memory in it too. Yeah, which is uh, yeah that's welcome. It's got three Thunderbolt three, which is also USB C ports, HDMI two point. And available 10 gigabit Ethernet. The Ethernet's not on the 799 one. Yeah. And you can get up to 2 terabytes of storage and up to 64 gigs of RAM. Now, if you max this thing out, you might as well just wait and get a Mac Pro. because Exactly. But you know what? I think a lot of people are going to use these as desktop development and, um, you know, kind of standby edition machines and that sort of thing. I think moving it up the product line in price, giving it more performance... Um, and you know this is this is competitive performance for a desktop computer now. Well, uh, uh, yeah, but dude, at the seven ninety nine, you get one hundred twenty eight gig of storage. That's well, that's yeah. That thing. again, that, well, that's their strategy. That is, you know, it's the it's the it's the lead you in, make you upgrade type thing. You know, it's it's oh, look look you sell. I'm sure you sell cars that have. <laughs> You know, an attractive price point and virtually no equipment on, and you you always say, actually, you really want the model up. No. Well, I really don't. I, do that. I know that. I know that that is a thing in the car industry among certain manufacturers. Um, this is the same. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is what they do. Um, the The problem is, at least with the Mac Mini, you can upgrade. You can get it upgraded. They do recommend you get it upgraded by somebody else. And and I know from the previous model, if you've ever been inside the Mac Mini, um, it's a bear. It's it's because it's so small. It's really difficult to get to what you need to get to to upgrade it. Yep. So you can upgrade the memory. You can upgrade the SSD yourself. But the thing is, you know, you can pay somebody to do that, and you don't have to pay Apple's prices. And at least that's a good thing. Problem with the MacBook Air is that because it uses uh, Touch ID and it has that T2 chip in it, you're not going to be able to upgrade the SSD yourself. No, because it's going to be tied to that T2 chip, and you can't just stick a new one in. It's basically it's it's like the uh, it's like the uh, iMac Pro. Yep. 
So that is a problem because, you know, if you buy one of those entry level 128 gig machines, you decide you'd, write, you'd rather have 256 or 512 later on, you're probably going to struggle. Well, I think if you buy the 128, you're immediately buying an external Thunderbolt or USB-C drive to slap yeah. next to it because that's where you're going to have all your storage. And the SSD is just the operating system and core applications like Safari or, you know, the the thing, yeah. your email, stuff like that. Maybe not even email because if you're a power email user like me, you're going to fill up that storage pretty darn quick with your yeah. email. Um, but anybody, anybody with a photo collection or anything like that is going to need Yeah, need I, I will say that for seven ninety nine, if if someone just needs a little computer, you know, they don't need a media server, although it would work great for that if you put an external hard drive on it. Um, if you just need a little computer for browsing the internet and email and social media, that's an attractive... It's got built-in HDMI, so you just go pick up a cheap $150 20, you know, 4-inch LCD at Best Buy or somewhere, Amazon, and you've got a fine little computer, and they all come with a keyboard and a mouse. You're all set. Yeah. The, the Mac Mini doesn't come with a keyboard and a mouse, though. I thought it did. I didn't think... It never used to. Does this one? I thought they did. And then they never used to. That was the whole point. It was bring your own keyboard and mouse and monitor. I thought they I'm came pretty with sure, them, Let me go back I'm and I'm pretty check. sure they don't. Um, overview. Well, certainly they never used to. Let's see. Um, scrolling through. Strength and numbers. Uh, one, two, three, four, Thunderbolt C. Uh, Ethernet. This is the top of the line one. Hey, they still have a headphone jack. There you go. Well, it doesn't say anything about... Uh, uh, they, ne they certainly never used to, so that would be a change if they included yeah, the keyboard. I thought I read somewhere um, where it did, but maybe I'm... I, obviously, I, I think I'm incorrect. Huh. Yeah, it would be cool. What's in the box? Yeah, I'm looking. What's in the box? A Mac Mini and a Power Lead. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, well, okay. But keyboard and mouse are cheap. You know, yeah, so well, and, and again, you, just go buy a wireless keyboard and mouse if you want that. It's, those are exactly, nothing. Yeah. So I think that this is a worthy upgrade. Um, I'm hoping that they keep the specs more updated than they have in the past because I think that the Mac Mini is kind of the unheralded little computer that people never talk about when I think for, quite honestly, it's more computer than most people probably need with how much you're using tablets and phones and all that now. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a, a fine upgrade. Um, one thing, uh, I'm going to just pick the 799 one, and yeah. I'm going to say, all right, you know what though, <clears throat> eight gigs of RAM, David isn't. That's pretty anemic. I I I don't think I can handle eight gigs of RAM. I mean, that I need more RAM than that. I need 32 gigs. I think that's that. That'd make it a good machine, don't you think? Thirty-two gigs of RAM. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Six hundred dollars. Yeah. Except, hold on a second. Our sponsor OWC sent this email out to me. They have RAM already to go for the new Mac Mini. A thirty-two gig upgrade from Apple, six hundred dollars. OWC three hundred twenty-nine dollars. And uh, I presume they'll do the work for you as well if you send them the Mac? Probably, but it looks like it's pretty easy to upgrade the, the RAM on these. Yeah? Yeah, it doesn't oh, it's just the SSD that's hard. Exactly. So okay. we do want to thank our sponsor for already getting ready to uh, to get this out there. Actually, it's coming out on November 8th, 8th and 9th. Mm -hmm. So if you order the new Mac Mini, don't don't get the Apple's upgrade on the RAM. Seriously. Especially don't get the 32. It's it's almost 50%. If you trade in your other RAM that you pull out of your Mac Mini, it's 50%. They'll save you another 5%. So order the That's 8 gig. Or, yeah, 8 gigabytes of RAM. Get the RAM upgrade from ODBC. If you want to go all the way to, by the way, 64 gigabytes, whew, that adds $1,400 from Apple. $1,079 from OWC, so it saves you 25%. <laughs> so, I, you know, this is why I like 
and, and this isn't just about OWC right now. Obviously, we love Max Sales, they're a sponsor of the show, but this is why we love the third parties. And we we talked about just a few weeks ago the right to upgrade and the right to repair. This is why, because you get ripped off from a company like Apple that's charging that much money for a stick of RAM. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's look, it's like by any manufacturer. It's Apple's RAM car, tax, you know. Again, yeah, going is going to, going back to the cars. If you, you know, if you buy your um, uh, nice alloy wheels or uh, anything like that, that you get any certainly anything that's that's kind of customizable by the dealer, um, you're going to pay a lot of money for those compared to going to third parties. Yeah, but here the the. Yes and no. Let's you, you buy an entry level car and you have no heated leather seats in it. You can get it from you know Toyota or Chevy or Audi or whoever uh, as an upgrade, or you can do it through uh, a really good third party, and it's just it's not as, it's not the same. It's but whereas oh, RAM know, but is the same. Yeah. This is the oh, okay. the RAM is the RAM. Like, yeah, different. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's there's yeah. a little bit of a difference. But still, I mean, 32 gigabytes of RAM for 329. Come on, come yeah. on, Apple, give me a break. That is not a 600 upgrade. So keep in mind, folks, if you're finally like, yes, I'm going to get a new Mac Mini, don't upgrade the RAM through Apple. <laughs> the processor, sure, if you want to. The SSD, probably the only way you're going to get an update. Although two terabytes of SSD is sixteen hundred dollars, it's like geez, just buy two of the Mac Minis. Um, well, yeah, I mean, at, at, at that point, you're in the hole so much. You might as well actually put some extra money down and get yourself an iMac Pro. Yep. <laughs> so, I think this is a worthy update. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, when I have to replace my iMac. This is probably the route I'm going to go at this point. I think yeah. I'll get a Mac Mini next. I because it's got all the external ports that I need to plug in pretty much everything I've got and I've got a a, a hub that I plug into. So yeah. And you've already got an an additional screen. So you've already got screen for it. I hardly ever use the iMac screen. Yeah. This is, look, yeah, this is the same, the same reason why at home I run, uh, you know, an old Mac pro because it does everything I need it to do. Exactly. You know, uh, the last update from Apple of course is the new iPad and I'll be honest with you, David. This is the one that I was least excited about reading. It, it was one of those I was like, "Yeah, it's it's okay. It's a it's a well, it's a bigger I iPad." Think, I think, yeah, it's. I think it's great that they've kind they've t- they've taken the what they learned from the iPhone X and they've applied it to the iPad. I think it's good. It shows that they are still committed to that product. Um, they are clearly, with the approach they're taking here in terms of the software they showed, they've changed the lightning for USB-C. They are trying to position the iPad Pro as the the kind of the computer replacement tablet. Yeah, it's more um, of a competitor in Apple's mind to a Surface. I think that yeah. this is Apple's Surface. Although, obviously, the, the iPad came out first, but the Surface yeah. has been extremely... I see Surfaces in the wild all the time now. I really uh, do. Well, I yeah. see Surfaces well, almost as much as I see laptops. I'm talking to you now on a Surface Go. Yeah. Um, and it, you know what? It's a great... The Surface Go is a great, great tablet, and the Surface Pros are good as well. Yeah. You know, they're pretty... Re- for what? For the what they have in them, they're pretty reasonably priced. Um, you know, and they, you kind of know what you... They, they, unlike Apple's kind of muddled product line, they are, you know what you're getting. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Yeah, the difficulty I have with, I mean, it was very cute to turning around yesterday and saying the processors in the iPad Pro are faster than 92% of the laptops on the market. I mean, yeah, great, fine. But the point is, the iPad Pro at the moment, this is a nice upgrade. I think uh, making the screens larger in the same space is a good thing to do. I think the USB-C is a good thing to do. I think the Face ID is a great thing to do. my Surface Go, by the way, has something that is exactly the same as Face ID, and they've had it, you know, and it works fine as well. Yeah. The point is, is that um, you've got all that power, and every every time they upgrade it, they make it more powerful. But the problem is, it still runs the same software as the entry level three twenty nine iPad does. Yeah. Yeah. The difficulty is, you've got all that power, and you really can't do anything to use it. You certainly can't compete with the Surface Pro. No. Because multitasking on an iPad is still a 
pain in the ass. It is. Yep. Yeah. It works, but it feels like the system's working against you. It's because yeah. it was never designed for that. And, exactly. And there's a reason that Apple had the Mac OS and iOS, and they're developing them. There's some crossover, don't get me wrong, but they are two separate products to solve two separate problems, and they're trying to now shoehorn the iPad and iOS into a service type of computer, and it's just not that thing. It's just not. So here's the problem, right? So when the first um, iPad Pros came out, the 12.9, I had one. Uh, I had a few friends who had one. I I still rock a 10.5, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I know. Yeah, and, and and to be honest with you, I mean, you could say, oh, everything I do on my iPad at home, I could do on the uh, on the on the entry level iPad, um, which is probably true. But the point is, it, it is I don't mind spending a little bit more on it because it is my primary computer. It's the first computer I turn to for anything. Yep. So to me, to have the Pro model with the nicer screen and all of that is worthwhile. Yeah. The difficulty I have is I have tried and I have friends who have tried to use an iPad as their only computing device for work and they can't. No. Nope. It just doesn't do it. And it's because that multitasking is diff- difficult. You know, they made the big deal a couple of years ago about the drag and drop. <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning thinking, hell, the first Mac had drag and drop on it mm-hmm. <laughs> back in 1984. Yeah. Um, the difficulty is iOS, as it currently stands, doesn't know what it wants to be. It, it's not suitable as a pro OS. Um, and and what you end up... So the problem is on the iPad Pro, you end up with all that power and you're still running one app at a time. Yep. You still can't run stuff in the background properly. You still can't do you don't have the sort of things finder. we're doing now. You don't have any yeah? kind of storage management that you can use. Exactly, yeah. You can't, we, we, you can't you plug can't, in an external hard drive where your work is and... No. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, you still can't do what we're doing now, where I'm recording locally and still having a conversation with you over the internet. You can't do that on the iPad Pro. Yeah, despite the fact that it has that incredibly powerful processor in exactly. it and is ninety percent faster than the old one, and all of this sort of thing. The problem is, it's it's kind of like having a Ferrari, and then when you get in it, you find there's no steering wheel; you just find an Xbox controller. Yes, exactly. And that's how and you screen, expect it to no drive yeah exactly and <laughs> and you're expected to drive it yes. and and you know i know there are guys like um who's the guy at mac stories federico vitici who basically uses the ipad all the time and and he's written some fascinating articles about uh third-party apps and workarounds and scripts and workflows and all these different things he's done to basically make it work like a computer right but he's had to put hundreds of hours of effort exactly. in to make it and, and then to where's make the it benefit well, well no. yeah it, the, the, the benefit. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think he very much enjoys doing that, and it's very interesting that you can do yeah, all that niche. sort of stuff. But, but yeah, but exactly. Who has the time to do that? We want the devices to just do this out of the box, and that's the problem. Is Surface Pro does everything that people want to do out of the box? Yep. The iPad Pro doesn't. Yep. And this is the issue. And then, of course, well, again, it doesn't. We f- if Apple keeps positioning it as a laptop replacement. And yeah. that's to me, that's where the problem is. It's not the capabilities of the iPad is the problem. It's where Apple keeps pretending that the product is going to go. And they've done everything in their in, in, possible to make it so it can't really do that. Yeah. I think the problem is if, if Apple really wants it to become like the next Vanguard of computing, they have to, within the next year, basically uh, create a pro version of iOS for the iPad Pros. Yeah with different features, and yep. that's more optimized to be a computer. Right, if they don't do that, I think this product is going to struggle because, it's absolutely. again, it's $150 more expensive than the previous one. Yeah, so they've pushed the prices up again. And, um, you know, and, and, and I, I'm looking at it, and, and I've got a 10.5-inch Pro at the minute, right. and I think there's no real incentive for me to upgrade. No, uh, here, and same with Because me. it does everything yeah. my current one does. Yep. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it, it's kind of what I said way back on OWC radio when I started that, uh, I think that was the first version. Yes. Uh, so 1.0 when I did the first episode of that talking about the iPad that was just released and I got one and I was so excited and I said, a lot of people are decrying this as just a larger iPhone. And I said, that's exactly right. That's what I want. And yeah. it's still, now to its detriment, according to Apple PR, it's still just a large screen 
iPhone. That's what it is. And you can't take something that you made to be one thing and magically turning it into something else when you're still running the same OS. Because what we would like to see uh, as a true Surface competitor being the iPad isn't the same OS that the iPhone is running because the iPhone is, it's obviously not a Surface. It's a phone. It's, you know, your portable, whatever you want to call it, almost a PDA in some respects. That's not what the iPad is, but it is that because it's, it's the same software. That's not not what Apple wants. Well, certainly wants the iPad pros to be, they want it to be something else. But but they're not giving it any advantage to be that. They're giving it all the hardware in the world that you could possibly want, including the new, uh, you know, foldable, uh, smart keyboard and the new pencil yeah. they have a new pencil uh a great screen i still can't know i i don't understand it's like marketing and engineering don't talk or something well i i think i think they you know um if they don't change the ios if they keep it on ios and they keep shoehorning extra tablet features into it it's the problem then is is the the pace of development for the pro is then too slow right because you need the software to exploit the hardware. And if the iOS team are looking at updating iOS for the iPhone and then at the same time trying to do a bit of stuff on the side on tablet features, that's just not going to cut it. So here's so, the, it, here's the question, then, David. They have Mac OS. They have iOS. Do they need a third OS for a whole? I mean, at that point, I, they have laptops. Couldn't yeah. they just make the Mac a touchscreen? Couldn't, well, couldn't they, the next they Air, seem to be uh, Mac yeah, Air? It's just a screen. They seem to be wedded to the idea that Mac OS can't run as a touchscreen. Right. That it's not designed to do that. And, and so, iOS is not a full-fledged computer. Yeah, it's not a windowing OS. It right. needs to be windowing, and it needs to be have much more multitasking capability yeah. in the background. So they, Exposed to the user. Bumping so, their head against a self-imposed yeah. wall. Either make and, the iPad what it what you're professing that it is or make the Mac what it already is and just make it more like an iPad. Yeah. And, the bastardization well, of the two doesn't work. No, I, I also, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated. They're still focused on the, the iPad pro for creatives. Yep. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. The stuff they've done for that is great. The pencil is fabulous. The first pencil was great. The, the second one looks even better. Yeah, the iPad Pros, I'm sure, for an artist and for a designer and for something like that, you know, it's brilliant. But the point is, that is not a mass market. No, yeah? absolutely not. You know, most people sit down at a computer and they need to do documents and they need to do the web. And, you know, and, and here's one of the reasons that I keep other computers around as well as my iPad at home. is because even on the iPad Pro, the difficulty you have, you go, to, go on Safari and this goes back to the core of the problem we've just been talking about. It goes so far as certain websites, and they see you come in, and they think, oh, here, you're on a mobile device. You get a cut-down web experience. Yep. You can't do everything you want to do. Right. It won't run JavaScript properly. So a lot of websites don't work properly. And then you end up having to go, all right, I'm going to switch to a Windows machine and run Chrome so that I can actually fill in this website to, to do what I want to do. Absolutely. You know, I, I frequently tell – my wife does a lot of online shopping for groceries, and there are five or six different supermarket chains here in the UK that do that, right? And I'm always telling her, if you're going to buy groceries online on your iPad, make sure you get the app from, from the grocery store and don't do it on the web. Right. Because half the time you do it on the web and it craps out halfway through. And uh, for online shopping, there's some great mobile apps out there. It still doesn't beat the websites. The websites yeah. on a desktop or a laptop computers or on a Surface is... Twice as good, if not more so. Yeah. So, so, th- so this is this is an issue. You've got all that power in the in the these new iPad Pros. You're paying for it because they they want more money, um, and yet I I get the impression you um, unless you running this new version of Photoshop or something like that, you can't make take advantage of that power. No. And and that's the reason why I'm not going to upgrade until they change that because I don't need to. Well, I, that's for, the thing. Know. I my iPad now is what a year and a half old. I have zero desire to upgrade it. Yeah, the only zero. thing that would the only thing that would, would make me change it is is if I had a, a hardware fault with it. If right, battery starts to wear out or something like that. But then I'd then I'd have a dilemma because I'd then have to say, well, should I have the Pro or should I just buy the cheaper one and exactly. save some money? Yep. Yeah. 
So this is right. not to say that David and I aren't impressed with the new iPad. We are. I, if someone handed and me one, I, I'd be very happy, and I would and replace the other one. Don't get me I, wrong. For it, everything great, I've just said, yeah. yeah. For everything I've just said, when I go into the store and look at it, I'm still going to be tempted. Oh, absolutely. Just because... I know they're going to be thin, they're going to be light, they're going to be cool. Yep, no um, question. And they are going to tempt me. And do but, I want uh, one? Sure. But am I willing to yeah. pay money to upgrade what I've already got? Absolutely not. And, and, and that's again, that's same dilemma as well. Yeah, that same problem we've just been talking about. The entry-level 11-inch uh, now iPad Pro yeah, comes with 64 gig of storage. The next model up is comes with 256 gig of storage, yep. and that's the one you want, yep. but that's nearly $1,000. Exactly. You know, and, and that's I think that's the other problem with the Pro is that most people um, who have iPads also have a laptop or another computer. Yep. Yeah, so by putting the iPad up at that price level, you're basically now saying to somebody, right, okay, you know that uh, all that money you shell out for that laptop, if you really want a good tablet, you've got to shell it out again. Yeah. It's a huge financial commitment. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So, so we had another story. We were going to talk about it, but I, I, I don't want to, David, simply because we're we're already 41 minutes into this, and it's the kind of story and that we, I think. And we have a good wicked trolling yeah. that we want to do. So yeah. uh, we already talked about our sponsor, of course, uh, MaxSales.com. Uh, so let's jump right into our Wikipedia, which... Why wow, it's it's just so coincidental. It's amazing that this happened, David. How it's, did we think of I, it? I, it's crazy. It's the Mac Mini. Now <laughs> I remember very well when the Mac Mini was released in. Jeez, uh, what was the first one? Two thousand and two thousand five. Early two thousand and five. January two thousand and five. It was released. Um, now this was not an Intel machine. This was a Power Mac. Kind of. Mm -hmm. It was uh, PowerPC G4. It had a plastic white case that, if you see one now, they're almost all yellow. Uh, yeah. It did have the aluminum body around it, though. Yeah, and, it was like a plate in the top, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Logo. yeah. And, and I had one of these. I had the first generation. It had a G4 mm -hmm. in it. And it was, uh, even at its time, it was slow. <laughs> it was slow. No question about it. Uh, but unlike nowadays, they actually uh, updated it fairly often back in the day. Uh, the original one came out in uh, January of 2005. They had a mid-2005 upgrade and then uh, another one in uh, September of 2005. So they were upgrading this thing and, and uh, making it a little bit better here and there. They went from 1.25 gigahertz uh, or 1.4 gigahertz power PC up to uh, 1.5. So they were they were increasing it, you know. The it originally shipped with 256 megs of RAM, and the one in 2005. Oh wait, that's the same year. Jeez, how do you how do you differentiate the the mid season upgrade, if you will? Uh, yeah, was up to 500 or started at 512 with expandable to one gigabyte, one whole gigabyte. Yeah. How, I don't know how we could uh, how could we live with more than one gigabyte? It's just so much RAM. And of course, of course, back then they all came with an optical drive. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they had the slot in the front. Um, in, the th thing about the Mac, I, I think it's it's easy to forget with the Mac Mini is how revolutionary it was when it came along. Yeah. Because back then you wanted to buy a PC. Yeah, you had to buy a big beige, big beige or box. metal tower. Yep. Yeah, and um, if you're enthusiastic, you might put put that together yourself, or you buy it from Gateway or Dell or something. Well, not Gateway; they were probably gone by then. But Dell or somebody like that. You know, they were big, they were bulky. People used to stick them under the desk, and you'd be kicking them. They're full of dust and, and all this sort of thing. And then the Mac Mini came along, and um, people could not believe that it was the whole computer. And you know, it, it you know. the funny thing is, they they launched this in 2005 with the Power PC, but that was right at the transition time of them going to Intel. And then yeah. just a year after they had originally released it, they came out with the early 2006 model, which was an Intel processor, 1.5 gigahertz core solo, or a 1.6 gigahertz core duo. And, you know, I think for a lot of people that wanted to, dip their feet the hardcore mac users want to dip their feet into the, the new intel processors this was a good way and relatively inexpensive way of doing so yeah 
I mean, that's it. It was launched as the um, as an entry level Mac. Yeah. So a lot of developers these new bought ones, these. Yeah. A lot of yeah, developers. They were they were you know four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, something like that. Um, they they could be once you got the hang of the, those original ones. I remember from trying to take the top off, you had to use a putty knife. Oh yeah, to pop to, off the plastic because they had they had about thirty or forty plastic tabs yes. that held the top on. <laughs> and when you were doing it, it you thought you were destroying it because yeah. it made this horrible yeah. cracking noise. Crack, yeah, crack. <laughs> That's right. But then once you got it open, it was pretty easy to do whatever you wanted to it. So um, that was nice for the rebuild. And then the later models, they actually made it more friendly to to get at the guts of it. Yeah, these, these, I mean, I think people forget these were very popular. I suspect Apple got sidelined by the by the, uh, the fact that so many people bought laptops that they kind of thought the Mac Mini was something that was going to fade away. And it didn't. Um, and it didn't. So you know? late 2009 was the last form factor for that Mac Mini. Um, in 2010, with the introduction of the Core 2 Duo um, and starting price of 699 this was the, uh, the Mac Mini 4-1. Uh, that's the form factor we still have today. So this form factor came out in 2010, and now we're at 2018 yeah. that they finally updated it, and it's essentially exactly the same form factor. Now it's, yeah, it looks it's a little bit the, different. but Yeah, it's lost the optical drive slot because yep. obviously they don't put those in anymore, but it's pretty much the same yep. shape. Yeah. And those ran through uh, late 2014, like we talked about at the beginning, where it was essentially a MacBook Air uh, stuffed into a Mini. And, uh, you know, it, it, we know that it had to sell pretty good because Apple kept it around for a long time. Yeah. And then, of course, remember, yeah. the new ones that just, you know, the release date for the new ones, by the way, is November 7th. Yeah. Do you remember they did a server version? The sure, Mac the Mac Mini, Mini server. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, it, it, it came with a server app. It was running... Uh, uh, Mac OS 10 server. Yeah, Mountain Lion, I think it yeah. was. It, these yeah, became Lion. extremely popular uh, in Colos. Um, yeah. People that wanted to run their own server uh, at a uh, ISP, they just buy a Mac Mini server. And they were only like a couple hundred bucks more than just a regular Mac Mini. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and I remember they, at one point there was one that was double height, so you could put uh, an extra drive in. Yep. for the server version. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were pretty cool. So that is uh, the Mac Mini. It was a... Yeah, this product's been around quite a while, David. I mean, at this point, it's 13 years. So, yeah. uh, you know, for for those who way back in the day said this was a, a machine that Apple was trying to kill off, <laughs> still here, buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Still going strong. Yeah, that's right. A little Mac. Like the, energ the energizer bunny of Mac. That's right. So, Dave, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. I will see you again for uh, another three episodes. Yep. Have a I hope you have a good time. I will listen with interest to uh, whoever to what you do. <laughs> uh, I, I will be massively um, behind on tech news by the time I come back because yeah, I'm going to be two weeks. Two weeks on a cruise ship um, and not able to get my regular news feed, so that's going to be awful. And, you know what's uh, awful about that is not. Well, David, not, I, not, I have to step away from the mic for a second before we wrap up. Tell me about, or tell the listeners about where you're at, what you're looking at. You did a little bit at the beginning, but about this picture, what what is this yeah. Altair thing going on? So, um, one of the cool things about this Future Decoded show that I'm at is that Microsoft are, um, are basically they're celebrating where they've come from and where they're going with this. So, as you walk into the show, they have a series of. Um, kind of bedrooms set up which show kind of the computer on the desk type thing so they have one from 1975 which obviously doesn't have a computer on it but it does have a calendar on the wall showing meet with Steve uh, and it also has um, some uh, kind of doodlings about uh, how you might come up how you might join the word microcomputer and software together to make the name of a company um, so it's meant to be Steve Gates's university dormitory uh, and the next one is um, 1985, and then this has a IBM PCs on there running Windows 1 uh, and um, um, Microsoft Paint and all of that sort of stuff. And then they go through that, there's an Xbox and that sort of thing. So they're really celebrating that where they've come from and where they're looking to go to. 
Um, and one of the stalls down in the actual main expo area um, had, and this, this caught my eye straight away because the lights are on the front of it, it has a, um, I'm not sure if it's an original one or if it's a clone, but uh, basically an Altair 8800 microcomputer. Well, it has to be cloned uh, because the original was a great big box and this is just a flat thing. Yeah, I, I guess so. Or maybe I, sometimes I, I think with the modern ones, with the modern clones, you can disconnect the front from the guts of it. And uh, anyway, whatever. It's the switchboard for the for the Altair eighty eight hundred, and they have instructions on the front. The thing is running the basic that uh, Microsoft developed for the Altair eighty eight hundred, which is, which is ironic the, because you know we just lost Paul Allen. A yeah. week ago, and that this was how Microsoft got started. And when he went exactly. to somebody else and bought an operating system to run the Altair, uh, well, uh, uh, no, no, that was for uh, IBM. Sorry. No, that that was the IBM PC. That's but what it was came Paul Allen who saw the Altair that went and convinced uh, Bill Gates to drop out of college and uh, do this computer thing. That's right. So they have it there, and they actually have some basic instructions in front of it to actually tell you how to program it. And that's something I'm definitely going to try and do tomorrow. It was a bit busy today. And, of course, um, that is the show notes picture. It's kind of funny that the machine right behind it is a MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, actually, at a Microsoft conference, how many Macs you see here. Um, there's quite a few of them. Well, that, lots that's of the frustration that Apple took so long to upgrade the MacBook Air, knowing how many people lose, use their laptops. It's Yep. It, I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, but this 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 device is the thing that started Microsoft. Um, Microsoft will not exist today without it. Absolutely. So it was pretty cool to see it there, and um, I am going to go have gone it because I've always wondered how you actually program the thing. Bearing in mind it doesn't have a keyboard or a screen. <laughs> switches. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's easy to say switches, but the mechanics of actually how you do that and get output of it is still an, an area of mystery to me that I'm hoping to solve tomorrow. Yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, no, yes, yes, no. Just that that must be it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it is. It's either I, I wonder how many words per minute you can get up to on that. Yeah. Do you think it runs Word? Oh, easily. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it can, it, you can definitely have it. No, never mind. Probably not. <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap right. up this episode of Tech Fan. David, uh, have fun. Thank you very much, and I'll speak to you soon.